Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a productivity podcast about trying to get our best work done and when we can't, finding another way. Uh, I'm Scotty Jackson, joined as always by the lovely and talented and wonderful Rosemary Orchard. Rose, how are you keeping? Uh, well, I'm feeling extremely complimented right now, so thank you. I, I'm good. I've got chocolate. I'm recording a podcast with one of my favorite co-hosts, so, you know, we're good. Chocolates and podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 10, 10 out, out of 10. Out of 10. Nice. Um, before we break into the topic this week, uh, if you're new, hi, welcome. Our whole podcast can be found at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And if you'd like, you can also support us by subscribing to Nested Folders Unnested, uh, where we uh, take listener challenges and listener questions and provide a bonus episode once a month. That can be seen at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. But for now, uh, Rose, I'm really interested in talking about, so on our last Nested Folders episode, we talked about breaking up the weekly review. And I was really inspired because that is a thing that I'm not necessarily really great at um, doing routinely. And I came away with that with a lot of great ideas about like how I can make that better. What are the other like pitfalls and challenges that I bump into that I we could talk about like alternate approaches for? And I'm interested to hear what you think of that. Oh, I definitely need this right now. So uh, I, I'm, I've been struggling with a few things recently, and uh, yeah, I, I had a, 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 a recent trip to hospital, so I'm, I'm not feeling a hundred percent right now. So, so working around that sort of thing and realizing, you know, where, where do I actually mess up, and how, how can I work with this, and you know, and, and how can I, you know, actually use this to my advantage instead of my disadvantage, because it's all about rolling with the punches, right? Um, and so how can I, you know, make, make this work. Um, and actually get the ball rolling because I, I know myself. Because at the end of the day, I'm the only person that knows myself. So I've got to figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the, the first one that I, that I thought I'd talk about as an example for me that I'm, that I'm working on is um, annual planning. And we've done, we've done uh, episodes in the past about the year-end review and, and, you know, big scale reviews and that sort of thing. And what I have learned, sorry, <laughs> what I learn every year and what I have just done relearning this year is that I, my timing for it is suboptimal. So what I like to try and do is line it up with the calendar and then I've got a nice Christmas break. But then what I find happens because I have a, a job where strategies and plans come into play, everyone comes back with these fresh ideas and fresh thoughts in January. And we also do like, then get into like finishing like the fiscal, like fiscal year at work mm -hmm. and year end performance reviews. And that all stretches out to about the end of February. And so really in a lot of ways, the new year kind of begins March 1st in some ways. And so I think my first little sort of approach is going to be to start doing a year plan in like March ish, because I want to accommodate and let people, you know, come back with their crazy making after Christmas and then tackle that. And I, I think that would be a really interesting solve for um, trying to readjust or integrate all of this and in like new input into what I thought was an annual plan that I made in December, or January. Have you ever, yeah. have you, has anything like that ever crossed your path? Uh, yes. So, I mean, personally, I'm a big fan of uh, the fact that you don't necessarily have, you know, yearly goals and, and, and specific plans and things like that. Rather, there are themes. This is something from Cortex, the idea of a theme. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this could be the year of health. And that means that everything, you know, you try and do is going to be with health in mind. So that means that, you know, if, for example, a pandemic happens and you can't go on that yoga retreat, well, you can still do YouTube yoga videos at home um, or something like that. And, you know, it doesn't mess things up. But I'm also a big fan of a year does not have to be um a the standard january to december calendar year there are other years i usually start my year on january 11th it's my birthday it's a great way right. of doing it 
Um, and you know, your birthday to your your next birthday is a year, unless you were born on the 29th of February in a leap year, in which case it's four years. Congratulations, you have four times as much time as the rest of us. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, these works? these arbitrary things. You know, if you want to start your year on June 1st, you can do that. If you want to line it up with the school year started in September, that's fine. If you want to use the UK financial year of April to April, that's fine. You know, all of this stuff is great um, and you can do whatever and you just have to figure out, you know, how to make it work. And there's nothing wrong with doing a review at the end of December if it makes you feel good. And then saying, OK, so I think, you know, for the next couple of months, I'm going to be focusing on this and then I'm going to come back and do another in-depth review in, in March. Because if you're used to it and, you know, you probably get a little bit of, of a good feel about things because you've you've done it at the end of the year and then you've got Christmas and you're, you're free. Um, then you should do that. Um, but yes, I definitely uh, uh, accounting for other people in these reviews can be a little tricky at times. That's really interesting. And now, as you say that, now I feel like uh, I should maybe plan, uh, like instead of doing like maybe even quarters, maybe I could also think about um, planning sort of like yearly phases, right? So like if I were to do a plan that gets me from say March to July, August, when everyone at work drops off and goes on summer vacation, um, yeah god willing um then then that's one piece and then the july august is sort of that summer period that probably deserves a different kind of plan and then oh, back to school so september to like november and then getting ready for the christmas season uh, because that's that's what we celebrate um is uh, would be like kind of another phase so i i wonder if you know maybe even not doing like even quarters or years but actually like year phases or chunks that make sense to me because of the lifestyle I lead and tailoring around that, that might be worthwhile exploring too. Definitely. Why not use seasons instead of quarters? Because, you know, a season is kind of as much of a feeling as anything else. Um, sure. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where, it, you know, it's just... I think that the trick is here is the flexibility that you need to give yourself with things like this. Um, because, you know, the rigidity that comes from something like a weekly review where it really does ideally need to be about weekly because otherwise then you're going to end up straying from your goals and your focus. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the point of it is, is your goals and your focus have to come from somewhere. And that could be seasonal reviews. It could be annual reviews. It could be, you know, every 10 year reviews. But you just need to figure out, you know, what you're feeling like and you know and if things happen you know life happens and guess what 2020 was a year of life happens and it looks to be continuing um right. <laughs> so um you know giving yourself some flexibility on these things so that you know you've fallen off the wagon that's okay but you, you're gonna get right back on because you know what okay that, that was a small mess up or you know things didn't quite go perfectly as planned and your your quarterly review kind of took five months to get through but then you have another quarterly review six weeks later because that's what seems to be appropriate is fine because at the end of the day your system has to be flexible to actually fit with your life because if your systems don't fit with your life then your systems aren't serving you absolutely okay so that, that was one of the pitfalls that i wanted to talk about what's uh what's something that you might uh that you've got here well, one of the things that I have very recently been experiencing a lot of is I don't feel great. So I'm just not going to do anything because whatever I do is it's not enough. And this is dangerous. It can end up with a snowball of missed deadlines slash impending deadlines because you're really, you know, you're not feeling up to doing a thing. So you don't do it. And then because you haven't done this, you can't do the other thing and, and so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, then you kind of end up in this situation where you've done nothing and you're feeling even worse because of that. 
Um, now, in my case right now, it's that I'm feeling not physically great. So I'm moving pretty slowly um, and I'm spending a lot of time sitting down with a hot water bottle in strange positions because that's comfortable um, and it keeps me warm. And so my current solution to this problem is something is better than nothing. Okay, so that means that I don't have to collect all the dishes and wash all of them and everything like that. But I do need to get all the dishes into the kitchen. Because then, when I'm, I'm next having a good minute and I'm feeling like I can do something, I can scrape off all of the dishes. And then when I'm having a good couple of minutes, then I can wash a couple of dishes. I don't have to do everything. And I shouldn't necessarily do everything. I just need to, you know put myself in maintenance mode basically so i'm kind of looking at this as a, a baby steps thing where mm -hmm. i you know i i can do a tiny little part so i'm not up to feeling like writing an entire article that's okay i need to pick the topic great so what is you know the next step it can be a micro step it can be a nano step it can be a pico step um but you know making sure that you are, are doing a little something so that you don't end up in this snowball of undone things is what I'm working with right now. Right. And that's something that you're, you're particularly good at, I think, too. We talked about, uh, we had a recent episode about getting the little things done, right? And and, yeah. and focusing on that. And I think this is kind of a, a maybe a different lens on that sort of thing is, is you know, being able to recognize, okay, I can't, I can't do all the things because I'm in a, a certain way. Um, but that mean that doesn't mean I'm going to write it all off. Um, like, like a certain petulant 12 year old who says, I will either do everything or nothing. Yeah. Um, and so I think taking the time to like break things up a little bit and then allowing yourself the freedom to just do one of those things, maybe, or maybe two, like you said, like if, if the going is good, then you're ready to use the good times. Uh, and if you're not, then you're not. That's fine. You honor that. But 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 at least, you know, so I guess sort of prepping yourself with, yeah. you know, discreetly identified small things so that if occasion strikes, you, you can you can you can use make the most of that occasion. Exactly. And it also helps it for those for those times where I'm really not feeling good enough. Um, you know, I, I had an evening this evening where I spent most of it just curled up on the sofa in a semi awake state. Um, and it was great looking around my living room when my eyes were open going, hey, you know what, at least I don't have a ton of dirty dishes in here, where I've, you know, eaten some grapes, and the bowl is there with the stem, um, and things like that, just because, you know, it all helps me feel like you know, I'm I'm doing better. Um, and also skimming through my to-do list. Yeah, there's still loads of things that need to be done. But I had half an hour earlier today where I was able to go through and identify what was important and what I need to, to do next. And and those are picked out so that when I'm, I'm next having a good moment, I can do that and things like that. And so, and it is about breaking things down into the, the tiniest of steps in situations like this. Um, I've mm. unfortunately had a year where I've had a cold and near infection and now I'm, I'm just not very well again. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm using that as a learning opportunity. I don't have to get everything done, but I have to, you know, I, I have to make myself feel like I can get something done so that I will feel better because feeling worse is not going to help me get better. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so what's your next one, Scotty? Okay. I'll leave that on a dark note. Um, I, the next one is, is uh, speaking of um, like petulant 12-year-olds who do everything or nothing, um, I, my, I've been struggling a lot with capture, as I always do. And, and I think one of the things that I think about when I capture is that 
my mind wants to do the whole like GTD five phases of workflow all at once. Like I want to capture it, but with all of the like correct kind of metadata so that it's going to the right project with the right context or tags and with the right dates or, or so on. And if, and I feel like if I can't do that, then I almost don't want to capture it at all. Um, which is awful. Um, <laughs> so then I gave myself permission, like, no, honestly, Scotty captures just capture. You can just capture. That's okay. Um, and, and I, I think, you know, reflecting on that and having gone through, you know, some of see past episodes on <laughs> installing GTD workflows. Um, I, I've been better at, at, at capturing generally, but what I found is that, um, I think when I capture, I anticipate that I'm going to do the other phases of like, um, clarifying and organizing much sooner than I actually will. So I'll capture a thing in the morning that I have to do in the afternoon, but I won't actually like get to review, <laughs> reviewing and processing that until like four days from now. Yeah. So, um, I, I feel like, and I will say too, that like the, the journey that I went on and we talked about this on a recent, um, unnested folders episode about our productivity apps. Um, that I, I've been able to loosen up and give myself more permission to not assign a project and all of the mega metadata, but still like capturing it into an inbox with a flag or with a due date is perfectly okay. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to belong to all of the things in order to have a due date or all of the things in order to have a flag. No. It needs to make sure that it gets my attention at the appropriate time. So yes. giving myself more permission to air quote, work from an inbox, I guess, um, has been really, really beneficial because it means that, um, it means that I'm actually spending less processing time because I'm like capturing a thing. It's going to flag me from the inbox and I'm okay that it's there because I know that I'm going to get notified when I need to be notified. Um, and then I can use, you know, the real like processing and organizing for planned future work and that's okay. So uh, being more permissive with myself about that has been very beneficial to my workflow. I bet. And the thing is, is, is you're not breaking the rules of capture here by adding a flag or a due date, because the rule of capture is giving yourself enough information to be able to appropriately process this later. And yes. sometimes, you know, you might not get to processing it before you have to do the thing, at which point you, you'd still have to process it technically, because otherwise you're maybe not going to know you know what doing this entails um but you know if if you if you have a due date or you know that this is absolutely critical it must be done asap then yeah you you should be capturing that right with it because that is information that should be captured um and th this is something that i have definitely been working on as well um in great part actually i think thanks to you and you, you've been talking about this a little bit uh recently and so i've i've recently changed my capture workflow so that um instead of automatically importing to to omnifocus things that i've captured you know through the magical voice assistants that come in in round speakers um they they mm. actually end up in drafts because it turns out a lot of things aren't tasks. And so because I was having stuff automatically dragged into OmniFocus, it was being treated as a task in my inbox. And it turns out that there's there's kind of two kinds of processing that I need to do. Is this a task? And if it's not, then I need to either, you know, do, you know, maybe it's just a thing where I just need to actually get the details of the link and save it to my reference system, in which case I have a little magic action for that. Um, or maybe it's, it's, um, you know, it's it's just something that I just need to save for reference, or maybe it was just a a note, and uh, it's it's no longer relevant, and I can delete it. And then if it is a task, then it goes into the task system, and then it gets processed as a task. 
but I process my inbox and then I process my inbox of tasks separately. So at the very least things end up in, you know, so then I know, hey, okay, well, this thing has got a due date. Well, that's fine. Does it have a project? No, that's okay. If if I if I assign it a project before it's due, well, it's due in an hour and a half, so I'm just going to do this thing. And then I'll, you know, assign it to a project and mark it as done so that I've just got the historical data to work with should I need to go back and check when I did that. But, you know, the point is more that, you know, I've I've captured um, and and things will get done when they need to be done rather than everything is perfect. Well, that's just it, right? I mean, the goal is not like an Instagram-friendly version of your system. The goal mm. is getting the right bits of work done when they need to be done. So, oh, yeah. like, if it presents well, I mean, bonus marks for you, and I love your bullet journal. But like, uh, it, it, for like for me, I it, it, that that that's bonus marks, right? Like, the real yeah. critical path here is making sure that we're getting done what we need getting done. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Definitely. And that's the thing, right? It, it's all about actually doing the things instead of, you know, the perfect system with all the different color highlighters and markers. Yes, I do that from time to time. I love it. I really do. Mm. Uh, but uh, at the same time, sometimes uh, it's just a case of, uh, well, I had this free field notes biro handy and th- this notebook was what was here and I just needed to write stuff and get it out of my head. Well, now it's out of my head and it's here. Okay. Um... Right. The only thing that I can actually do any of this with is that line there. Okay, I need to shorten the curtains at my office. Right. Well, I'm yeah. going to put that, you know, in the task management system. I'll get around to dealing with that later. Everything else, well, I'll just quickly, yeah, okay, done three chores. Perfect. Chuck this piece of paper in the bin. Done. You know, I captured, I did, and uh, stuff got done when it needed to be done. Awesome. Yes. Improving capture. Okay. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's my next one. What's your, what's your next one? I don't have enough time to finish this, so therefore I'm not going to start it. <laughs> We're all petulant 12-year-olds today. Look at us go. Oh, yes, yes. Our, our inner petulant 12-year-old frequently comes out, um, and uh, it, it's great to be dealing with this because, you know, sometimes it happens. And so an obvious one for this, okay, is sometimes I'll sit down and I'm eating dinner before I'm going to record a podcast, and it's like, I'd like to watch something. Actually, none of my shows will fit into, you know, this 20-minute gap, so I'm not going to watch anything. Well, you know what? That's fine. But sometimes I don't have enough time to write an entire article, record an entire screenflow, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not going to do any of it. And that is very definitely the wrong approach. Um, Mm -hmm. And this then ends up with, you know, it's actually very similar to a solution to, to my previous problem, which is not doing anything, which is breaking it down. Because at the end of the day, if I've got 25 minutes, okay, then I shouldn't go and find a 25-minute television show to fill that 25-minute gap. I should (laughs) spend 25 minutes starting an outline or completing an outline for the article that needs writing or finding some images or taking some photos or just making some notes, which can then turn themselves into a full article. Things like that. I don't have to do everything. I don't have to finish it. I just have to start it. And yes, mm. it is, you know, there there is very definitely the whole, one of the reasons that I hear frequently for people not liking the Pomodoro technique is I'm in the middle of a flow and then the timer goes off and I'm supposed to stop and take a break immediately and the timer broke my flow. I do get that. I absolutely get that. And I, I also hate it when I'm writing and then, oh, no, I have to stop because Scotty's calling me and I need to, you know, answer the answer the FaceTime and, and talk to him and record a podcast. But you know what? It will take me a bit of time to get back into it afterwards. But I can also say to you, hey, can you hold for a minute while I finish my thought? 
and write down my thought and then come back to it later. And I've done something, even if I've only written three paragraphs. Well, guess what? If the paragraph, if the article's eight paragraphs long, I've done three eighths of it. That's pretty good. It's almost halfway done. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I need to do a better job of breaking things down and actually doing the individual steps instead of seeing everything as an entire project, which should be completed in one sitting. I agree. You know, it's funny. My wife and I bumped up against this uh, last weekend because we uh, we cleaned out a, a, a big section of the, of the garage and it took us like 10 minutes and we were immediately annoyed with ourselves because we had like been leaving this for weeks, if not months. Um, and then we did that and we were reminded of the fact that like deciding is kind of the hard part. A lot of the time it's like sometimes the deciding to do something or it being the right point in intersection of factors in your life for a thing to happen is the hard part. The actual work, you can, you can break it up into, into, into bits and, and, and actually doing it isn't as bad as thinking about it sometimes. So reminding myself that like, I may feel tortured by this idea of a project intellectually but the actual project may actually not be that bad exactly and the other thing is is by by you know by doing this to yourself i end up finding that i'm building in delays i don't know if this ever happens to you scotty but me saying oh you know what i've only got 10 minutes or show before so before i I record my next podcast i'm not going to start recording my my screencast um and then when i finish recording the podcast i actually can't record the screencast because, oh, wait for it. Look, hey, the iPad that I was going to use to record this on isn't charged. Stuff like that. And by breaking this down mm. into steps, even if I've only got, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so, by saying, hey, I'm okay, I'm just going to make sure that everything's ready, then I'll do things like find out that oh, the iPad isn't charged and I can plug it in and it can be recording while I'm busy doing this other thing that is in this time block that is not shiftable. And, you know, I'm I'm basically setting myself up for success or, oh, wait, no, I've actually, you know, I've, I've lost um, the, the charger that I need for this, for the camera. Um, and I, you know, I can't take any photos until I find the charger and charge the camera. Well, I'm going to start looking for it now and make a, a note of all the places that I've already looked um, as I go so that I don't find it. I recently lost a, a watch of mine and uh, I found it today because I've been slowly looking for it i've just been noting down every time hey i didn't find it here i didn't find it here i didn't find it here and i found it and it mm. turns out i really need to organize my storage cupboard it's like a garage um but it won't take me <laughs> as long as i think um and i don't have to do it all at once i can just get a box get it out go through it look at it and you know probably recycle most of what's in it and then continue on to the next one but it's it's a case of m- making myself actually start on it in in some cases because you won't finish it until you started it right? It's literally impossible. Um, and the only thing that can happen is somehow you don't need to do it. And I will I will say that there are certain situations and certain tasks where you don't necessarily want to start it too far ahead of time because it will cause you more work or to do something that didn't need doing. Um, an example of this, I, I can't remember who told it to me uh, ages ago, but somebody at Screencast Online, I think it might have been Mike, uh, recorded a screencast in advance and then the the app developers released an update um and everything changed and it had to be recorded again because Mm. yeah too far ahead getting you know too much done ahead of time um so there is sometimes an argument to be made but once you've started you you can always do better um you know you can always get there and you can always finish and if you've only done a little bit and then turns out you don't need to do something that's fine 
don't worry about it. You've invested, what, 10 minutes spread out over otherwise lost pockets of time where you might have been aimlessly right. watching YouTube videos. Well, if you needed to mm. aimlessly watch YouTube videos to, 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 you know, relax and zone out, then that's totally fine. But if otherwise you would have just been, you know, scrolling through Twitter for the umpteenth time that day, then, you know, you've, you've gained something. Um, and, you know, even if that's only a feeling of satisfaction from doing a little better, then I think that that's worth it. Hey, I like Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't okay, mean to I'll, call anybody out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. No, I, so I want to build on that a little bit, and then I'll segue into my my, my last one because I think it, it, it it's very closely related. Um, it, it's funny because um, we talked about the maker and the manager schedules and the differences between those in a past episode, and I very much live by a manager schedule, which means I am a largely interrupt driven. I'm in a lot of meetings, and I'm and I'm spending shallow amounts of focus on many things as opposed to deep focus on, on one thing for a long period of time. Um, but then there are occasions where I do need to be in a bit more of a maker mode. So I think to myself, okay, so this task in front of me here, that's going to be required like mm, probably about an hour and a half of focus time. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, but the reality of my life is that that is never going to occur. I am almost never going, there's not a time in my life where I can like reasonably expect to have an hour and a half of like sanctuary special set aside time. So I'm really taking to heart what you're talking about here, which is, you know, the need to like start and, and piecemeal and, and break it apart in order to make progress because yeah, my, my tendency is to avoid and wait for this like sort of perfect situation to happen. That's very unlikely to actually happen. And then, and then I am, you know, working, you know, uh, late at night on a deadline, feeling sad and angry and frustrated and stressed when, you know, I could have, you know, instead of like, you know, doing, you know, doing that horrible situation for whatever amount of time, you know, have been, you know, chipping away at something. Um, yes. The, the thing that I see this is related to that I want to talk about too, is that, is it recognizing that things take time and I'm often not good at being predictive about what that looks like. So like in my back-to-back -back meeting world, um, I will forget that like it takes me a moment to like maybe set up a webcam for this particular in this particular way for the next particular meeting, or maybe I have to have particular notes at the ready, or maybe I had to have already had notes prepared and ready. Um, and, uh, or, or, or if I need to do, you know, errand based things, you know, I, if my meeting ends at one o'clock, you know, I'm not at the store at one moving into my next, I'm now traveling. Uh, so I've been doing some work on uh, allowing myself using different calendars and different colors, allowing myself overlapping things um, so that I can um, build in things that need to happen. I mean, and I mean, maybe they should be on a task list, but because they're very time oriented, I think having them on my calendar makes more sense to me of like, okay, yes, you're in this phone call, Scotty, at this time, but I also want you to be driving to hear or yes you're in this meeting um but you're not actively presenting in the second half so i want you to also be like um you know pulling out this particular notebook to that particular page so that you've got these particular notes in front of you because you're going to be presenting them at, at, right afterwards mm -hmm. um that sort of thing so um i've i've not built prep time for meetings or planned events into my calendar um, historically, but I'm working on doing that now and using a separate calendar with different colors to do that. 
Yeah. So that like in general, I in past times I would have considered that, you know, being double booked and looking for like um by location which doesn't exist and so <laughs> but but now i'm realizing like no I, I it's important for me to recognize a that these are things that need to happen b this is when they need to happen and c i have thought ahead and cleverly mapped out how i will I'll make them happen you know we woven through my day as part of a bit of a morning ritual um to to weave that in Yes, definitely. And I'm I'm a big fan of this, knowing, you know, what needs to be done in preparation for this or for that. So some of these things I have have uh, a shortcut, surprise, surprise, that automatically figures out that, hey, I'm recording automators tomorrow. I need to make sure that I, I schedule in half an hour of prep today. I'm just going to put that on your calendar at 9 a.m. And it dumps all of these things that it automatically figures out onto my calendar at 9 a.m., um and um and then i it asks me what else i need to prep for and how long those things should take um and um it dumps those on my calendars at 9am and it does this for a very important purpose um well there's actually two reasons number one figuring out when you're free kind of tricky uh and number two mm-hmm. it makes me manually go through and look at all of these things all of these hours and go ooh okay that that's actually quite a bit plus a uh, bonus at the moment because it's taking me twice as long to do things i have a, a bonus in there that multiplies everything by two so if, if i think that usually it takes me five minutes to do my makeup in time for ios today then tomorrow it's going to put 10 minutes in there um just because that way i'm not going to be feeling super rushed and stressed i will just be feeling like my normal self hopefully or relatively so um and uh yeah it's it's one of those things where you know you do need to plan the time for for things and it's very easy i i call that meeting goggles uh when people are in meetings they always mm. uh, exaggerate things and there's also um something my boss taught me several years ago which is estimate how much time you think you need to do something and then double it and then you give that to me and then i double it and then i give that to my manager and they double it and then you know so the the actual time that is needed going into say a project plan is probably going to be at the very minimum quadrupled, um, if not multiplied by a factor of eight. But that means that you've got you've got you've got um, you know room to to mess up and get things wrong, um, and right. you you need room for error, margin for error, um, and it's good to have that. It's good to have that you know that time where you can you can actually make sure that everything gets done, um, because otherwise it it gets a bit crazy. Um, it's true. So and not um, just error. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we're humans. Um, and um, something I said to you before we started recording today is we we're the flaky part of our systems. Our systems would work perfectly if it weren't for us. <laughs> That's um, right. You know, it's it's always the human side of things that that you know causes things to be more interesting. And I do mean that in a good way, not a bad way. But at the same time, you know, you you have to allow to for time to be yourself and to do your thing and to do it the way that you need to do it. For sure. And well, and to, like, there are all the, the things that, um, I, at least for me anyway, are not obvious, um, until the moment you're in it as a thing that takes time. Like, okay, so we've got this project. All we need to do is have this meeting where we can discuss these three things, come to the decisions that we need to do. Boom, we're building and everything will be awesome. Yeah. Except that I've now got to book this meeting, which yeah. means I'm now reliant on the availability of these other people. And there, and coordinating my crazy calendar in that as well. Getting to that meeting may take a week and a half because yep. we just can't, we just can't all get together because, because time zones and other priorities and other things, right? So 
I never think about that ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm trying to, and I'm trying to remember that, but also not count on that as like a, 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 a slack area where I can like, Oh, I'll just assign work into that Valley when I'm trying to make a meeting. So in, in a way, I suppose there's benefits to not, you know, pre-planning that being terrible, but it is a terrible thing that, that, that can occur and, and making sure that we account for the time to negotiate and set that up and all of the other things like booking a meeting feels like a 30 second task because all I have to do is type some stuff into my calendar app, hit send and off it goes. But no, actually it becomes like, Hostage yeah. negotiations sometimes. <laughs> I mean, depending on who you're working with, if it was with my former boss, it would definitely be like that. I distinctly remember looking at his calendar one day and he had four things booked simultaneously. And the best part of it is that was not including the all day event that was that he was on holiday. Um, nice. And, oh. and yeah, yeah. He oh. was supposed to be in Greece and in four meetings at the same time. I, I thought that that was interesting. Um, I believe he was in Greece and at zero of those four meetings, which is exactly as it should be. When you're on holiday, you're on holiday. Um, That's right. But yes, Great work if yeah. you can find it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I very much like that. I'm going to be looking into doing some overlapping events in my time blocking. So I have a, a specific calendar for time blocking, which is for, hey, I'm going to be doing this at this specific time. Um, and it gets random things on there. Like there's a TV show, Death in Paradise, that's recently been on uh here in the uk so that's been going on there and that that's a fixed time block and it can't be moved um but most of the things on there are flexible just because well guess what i you know i was actually not able to watch it last week so i moved it um from its air date to another date after the fact um so that i I could catch up on it later but i I put plenty of things in there so that i know when i'm doing them and it's got stuff like my regular working hours because if i have to start working earlier or later i i need to know that um, so that I right. can factor that into everything else. Um, and it does make my life easier. So I'm going to be expanding on that. Thank you, Scotty. That's good. Thanks. Thank you. I like, I, I, I really like thinking about the areas where I know that I struggle and thinking about how to, how to do that differently or game that a little bit for myself. So thank you. This is, this has been fantastic. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of this show, isn't it? Where it's, it's sort of therapy for the two of us, but based on the feedback that we get from our listeners, it certainly is for them as well. Uh, I hope they, uh, uh, I, I hope everyone enjoys it. Um, as a reminder, you can find our whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And again, uh, you don't need to, but we'd sure love it if you did. Uh, support us uh, by subscribing at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested for an extra episode every month uh, focused on your questions and your challenges to us. Uh, you can also tweet with us on the Twitter uh, at nestedfolders. And we love hearing from everybody. Rosemary Orchard, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, the best place to look is rosemaryorchard.com, where you can find links to me and all of my stuff. Um, and of course, I'm also on Twitter at rosemaryorchard and micro.blog under the same username. Scotty, where can people find you? Uh, I can be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name, heyscottyj on Twitter. Well, uh, until, uh, until next time, uh, thanks very much, Rose. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>